nothing's ever random. Nothing's random about what Christ taught us to pray and why he taught us to pray it. Thy kingdom come is the gospel. The gospel is the good news. The good news is what we as disciples of Christ are to be about preaching to the ends of the earth. It is just that simple. Thy kingdom come. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we've been thinking about this kingdom to ask the Heavenly Father, as directed by Christ, to pray thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We've looked at Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. As Jesus came into Galilee, he was proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And we've looked at what it looked like when he began that work, what it looked like when he called the first disciples, what he said to them. What did it mean for them to jump into that kingdom work with him, unquestioning, unhesitating, follow me, done. Drop the nets and follow Christ. Become a fisher of men. That's what the kingdom of God is about. We want to break it down into the who and the where and the when, if possible. So who is this kingdom of God? We've, we've identified that the kingdom of God is those who repent and believe in the gospel. Members of the kingdom of God follow Jesus. They repent, they turn from their old way and follow Jesus instead. They believe in what the gospel says is true, the good news of Jesus Christ. They are disciples by definition because they are following Jesus. And they are called to make disciples because that's exactly what Jesus called the first disciples to do. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Not follow me and I'll take you to heaven to be where I am for eternity. Yes, that's part of it, but that's not first and foremost what he told them they were going to be about. So the who is his disciples, the followers of Christ, those who claim the name of the Lord for their salvation. That's the who of the kingdom of God. When? Well, it was ushered in by Christ. All four of the Gospels lend themselves to Christ ushering in this kingdom work when he started his ministry, most notably right after his baptism and temptation. Once Jesus kick-started his work, what did it look like? He was spreading the Gospel. He was healing the sick. He was teaching about the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God, as he ushered it in, as he said it was near and it has come at hand, he brought it. The kingdom of God started then. And yet we're still in this time frame where souls are being saved, where sin is still dragging us down, where the kingdom has not yet been fulfilled. We're still praying thy kingdom come because it hasn't completely come yet. We are part of the kingdom work. It's going on even now. Christ initiated it. We participate in it, but we're not there yet. We're not to the end. We haven't seen the fulfillment of God's kingdom here on earth, which is why we're praying for it. So it's this already but not yet idea, the kingdom of God. 
where is the kingdom of God? Well, king, I've heard it explained that the kingdom of God is anywhere that God is proclaimed as king. And for our purposes, it's very clear as Jesus introduces the kingdom of God, it is wherever the gospel is being preached and accepted and followed. So that's the who and the when and the where. But what is it? What is the kingdom of God? Three things. It's the work to which every follower of Christ is called. We've already talked about that with the who. The kingdom of God is made up of disciples that follow Christ. And so by definition, what is the kingdom of God? It is the very work every follower of Christ is called to. The kingdom of God, number two, is the will of creator God for the earth he created. We can look ahead into Revelation and the new heavens and the new earth and the kingdom of God is on earth and he will dwell with them and they will be his people and he will be their God. It is the will of God for the earth he created. So it's going to come. That's an important piece here. It's going to happen. The kingdom of God will be fulfilled. The kingdom of God will come. We're not praying for it because we're concerned that it may not happen. It's going to happen. That's a guarantee. The question is more, are we going to be a part of it? Are we going to be participants in it? Are we going to do the work of the kingdom so that we can celebrate when its fulfillment has come? So that's number two. It's the will of God. And number three, the kingdom of God is the gospel. You can't get away from the fact that the what of the kingdom of God is the good news of Jesus Christ. It is the gospel. It is the fact that we live in a broken world, that God's design is better. It's whole. Sin is the reason we're broken. Sin is the turning away from God that humans have done and ruined creation in the process. Sin is what causes the brokenness in our hearts. Sin is the very reason we seek after so many things to try to fill that brokenness, to try to fix that brokenness on our own. We think success and wealth will fix the problem. We think relationships will solve the issue for us, make us feel whole again. We think that drugs or alcohol or sex or money or fame or recognition or significance, you fill in the blank. What is it that you are relying upon to make you feel whole? They're all bungee cords. Any one of those options, we are going to stretch out to the limit and then we're going to be snapped back to reality in our brokenness. And God saw that problem and didn't let it lie. He took care of it. The gospel is the good news. The gospel is, yes, there's a broken world. And yes, there's a perfect world that God designed that we can't be a part of because of sin. But the gospel says there's someone who did something about it. The gospel is the truth that Jesus Christ came, the Son of God, became man, lived a life of perfection, one that we never could, and then stepped up to the cross and was killed as a punishment for our sins. He took upon himself the weight of the sins of the whole world, paid the penalty, gave us his righteousness in exchange, and then defeated sin and death and the grave when he rose again on the third day. That's the good news. If we would just repent and believe, if we would just turn from our sin, from our pointless attempts 
at filling our brokenness on our own if we would just confess that we are sinners in desperate need of a holy God. He will save us. If we make him Lord of our life, if we put him on the throne in our hearts, we will be saved. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's the gospel. And this option has allowed us to be a part of that original design that God has for his creation, that place of love and peace and unity and no more brokenness. That's the gospel. That's the kingdom of God. That's the message Jesus came to announce was at hand. It's the good news that needs to be spread to the ends of the earth. It's the very thing we witness about as disciples of Christ in Acts 1.8. It is what we are to go and make disciples pursuing. Disciples are not made so they can sit around and wait till they die to go to heaven. Disciples are made so they can make more disciples. So they can make more disciples. So they can make more disciples. So that Jesus Christ can be king. And the kingdom of God will come and is coming as he is made king more and more each day. And we get to be a part of it. We get to play a role. He's calling us to follow him, to make fishers of men, to be integral in the playing out of his kingdom work. Praise the Lord. What an amazing privilege. The kingdom of God is the gospel. The gospel is the good news that our brokenness is not the end of the story. Our brokenness is made whole. Our sin is forgiven through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and honor and fame that he is due forever and ever. Amen. Thank you.